what would happen if Instagram was deleted tomorrow and you woke up and Instagram wasn't a thing? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the No More Zero Days podcast. Happy Friday. At least it's Friday today at the time I'm recording this. Hopefully you're listening to it because you just love this podcast and every time we post a new episode, you've already subscribed and you're getting the notification in your podcast or on your Spotify that this new episode is out. But however, I will forgive you if it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of whenever you're listening to this. I genuinely appreciate uh, your support in, in the new episodes that we release. This is going to be sort of um, a first for me in the sense that I, I recorded the inadequate uh, podcast episode last week. It's kind of my first non-interview episode on this podcast. Um, and this one will be completely different than that in the sense that, yes, it's still me, the only one talking, but we're actually going to take uh, some time to talk about social media today and talk about some business insights and things that I know can be helpful for you if you are an influencer or you're just an everyday person that you're trying to just get you know, to the next follower benchmark that you like. I, I know it sounds silly, but you know, these are the things that we spend a lot of time thinking about um, in modern day America. So I wanted to put together a few thoughts um, and tips and kind of tidbits of information to kind of help you think about how do you approach social media. So I actually released um, a full-fledged article on this exact topic today on my LinkedIn, um, Eric Michael Savage, linkedin.com slash Eric Michael Savage, as well as Medium, uh, Eric Michael Savage uh, as well. If you would like to read that or something resonates with you, um, I don't want to post or rather not post, but uh, read word for word um, exactly everything that was in that article um, simply because a lot of it is um, designed for LinkedIn. And I want this podcast to seem a lot more um, conversational, um, not saying it's uh, less professional, but there's just some things that I know uh, there's some difference in my audiences here on the podcast than different people um, on LinkedIn. So I'm excited to talk about this with you today and let's see where it goes. So really at the heart of the article that I posted today that was titled, What We're All Doing Wrong on Instagram, Thoughts for 2020 Social Media Strategy, was really the central idea or question that I asked myself every day. And I asked different influencers and people because I think this is a really interesting question and I would be fascinated to know what you're going to think of this question or how you would answer it. And the question is very simple. What's going to happen when Instagram is deleted? What's going to happen when Instagram isn't a thing anymore? what would happen if Instagram was deleted tomorrow and you woke up and Instagram wasn't a thing? And I think for so many um, of us, particularly in the fashion space or, you know, in the clothing space or even musicians, like our Instagram page is really at the root, the core of how we get new opportunities, how we're networking, how we're reaching out to people or how even really people know us. You know, for a lot of us, people don't, you know, follow us on Snapchat or Twitter or Facebook or TikTok or LinkedIn or all these other different things that are available to people today. And and people know us because we're, you know, the it guy or the it girl or the it DJ or um, the it fashion blogger or the it like to know it girl from Instagram. And so I think it's a really challenging and interesting question to think about of what if you woke up tomorrow and Instagram was deleted? Like, what would you do? Because realistically, I think that this is a a real um, 
thing that could happen, frankly. <laughs> you know, it truly could happen. And so as someone who, you know, I make a living on running a digital marketing agency that works with different brands and influencers and musicians and people on approaching their social media strategy, how that they can interact with more people, how can they grow, how can they just do more of social media is these are the types of questions that I am waking up every single day and thinking about. And realistically, I have to actually come up with answers to these things. And 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 honestly, it's the whole reason why I quit my job to start a social media agency because I love the challenge of thinking about these things. And, and no two days are the same for me as, you know, I have clients that are uh, oranges and apples. I mean, just completely could not be more different than their needs and their content. And so this is really fun for me. So I want to talk you through a couple of points that I made in the article. Again, if you would like to read the whole article, you can find it on my LinkedIn at uh, backslash Eric Michael Savage. Uh, you can find it on my Medium account slash Eric Michael Savage. I've made it really easy by trying to make all these pages the same for you. And you can read through it or maybe make some notes. But I want to talk about a few of these kind of tidbits and and tricks or, or just really things to challenge you and think about that, you know, over the course of the last three years of my life, I took a major CPG, so consumer products, goods, brands, so something you can buy at kind of like a grocery store. And I took them from zero followers to over 100,000 on Facebook and from zero followers on Instagram to over 30,000 in the span of really about... 24 to 25 months. And so I've definitely have some experience in knowing what's working and absolutely what did not work uh, because I literally ran all of their strategy behind what content are we posting? Uh, what What is the ads that we're going to be using? What's the copy? Even creating that content, like I said. So I definitely have some thoughts here that I want to share with you. So the first thing that I think is is most relatable for those of us that are listening on the podcast today that um, you know are probably following me on Instagram or are more akin to kind of my age and more in this group of like I want to be an influencer or a personal blogger things like that. I think the first mistake that we're really making is we approach our, kind of how we uh, approach our social media as I just need to stick to what's working. I need to figure out what's working right now. And how can I just do that over and over again every single day? Kind of this idea of like copy and paste, like nothing new. Once we figured out what works, let's keep doing it. And I don't want to say that it's a bad thing to figure out what's working because that's not true at all. But I just believe that ultimately going 100% on all of the things that are working 100% of the time is a huge mistake. And so I would encourage you to try new things. Um, you know, I think practically, for example, what this looks like is a lot of us that are females, so not me, but if you're a female listening to this, you know, you're like, wow, you know, when I post a bikini picture or when I post a picture of my butt or I post me working out, like I get a lot of likes and I get a lot of engagement. And so I just need to keep posting more of that. And I think we see that, you know, in a lot of different influencers or bloggers or people that we follow um, particularly on Instagram. And I think that that ultimately really leads you to being vulnerable because what you start to brand or, or, or really that's just a fancy word for when people think of you, the first thing that comes to their mind is you're the bikini girl. You're the workout girl. You're the girl with the big butt. And if you spent any time following me, I obviously um, am a huge supporter of women. And so even from just a personal standpoint of like, I don't believe that you know, women are just a body to be conquered or something to take over, but they truly have value and I see them as equal. 
Um, that's one standpoint. But the second being that it's really hard um, to grow out of that kind of branding around yourself. Um, you know, if someone was to throw a cool party in high school, like that's all they're really known for. Or, you know, you were known for being the captain of the whatever team, or you were the nerdy girl or guy, or you were the guy in the band or whatever. And so it's really hard on a practical level of once we get known for that online on social media of, of once we kind of grow, because we're all young in our twenties and our teens, starting out not fully developed maybe we don't want know what we want to do with the rest of our life or sometimes just our life circumstances changes like you get married you get engaged like things that you used to do like you feel aren't really appropriate now and then all of a sudden you start posting different times of content and people are like uh wait where's the bikini pack <laughs> you know like i thought this person was posting this and now they're posting something else and i'm like I don't really care about them anymore. I'm going to unfollow. And so I think that that leads you extremely vulnerable. And that was just kind of the most practical example that I could think of of this. So how do we combat this? Like, what are you, Eric, what are you really saying? Like, should I not be posting this stuff? And again, the answer is no, not at all. But I think if you're going in 100% on this all the time, you're vulnerable. And so for me, I think practically it's it's thinking about, okay, so 20 or 30% of really my posts should be trying new things should be talking about not the bikini or not the workout, but something else that's important to me, because I know that you're a lot more complex than that. You're not that basic. There's other things in your life like animals or Netflix shows or, um, you know, different fashion trends or things that you want to talk about. And so I would really encourage you to spend 20 per 30 percent of your posts on trying things that people don't know you for. Maybe you're interested in garage sailing. Maybe you're like a huge Star Wars fan or you like football or you like Downton Abbey or there's something just different about you. And so I would start to begin to try to expand the conversation and expand what people think of you um, if you're not sure exactly you know, what you want to be doing. Now, certainly if you're like, hey, 100%, I am... Uh, trying to start a swimsuit line or I own a swimsuit line or something like that, then yeah, it makes sense. But if you're kind of kind of this like free agent, like I'm not quite sure what I want to do yet. I'm kind of sampling all sorts of different things. I'm still in school. Like I just kind of have this big page. Like, yeah, I would absolutely encourage you to, you know, be posting different types of content and, and trying different hashtags and not feeling like you need to be trapped in the same aesthetic and the same presets that you use every single time. Cause I think you'll be shocked um, at the results. And I think that even if it fails or the post gets like half of what it normally would, like you're going to come away from that feeling a lot more free and a lot less um, pressured or tied down to, you know, keeping up this, this Instagram life that you live. So that was kind of one of the first points that I wanted to talk about on this podcast episode that's in the actual article, but I wanted to make it a little bit more relatable to you guys. The second thing that I want to share on the podcast today that I wrote about in the article is this idea of we're all greatly underestimating the need for raw, authentic posts and thoughts of like what's really going on in your life. And again, this kind of episode is really geared towards the people that have the platform and have the following that feel pressured to live this perfect like to know it life. But I think that this also applies to, to you and to me, the everyday person that doesn't have a gajillion followers and doesn't have sponsored posts and all these things because maybe you're aspiring to get there or maybe 
you know, you just struggle with that because in reality, like even if you don't have a hundred thousand followers, like you probably still have like 10 friends that you see every day and, and, and you value what they think of you. And so really what I'm making, you know, sense of, or, or trying to make sense of, or encouraging you is in, in this second point is, you know, when was the last time that you really shared something that was going on in your life on your social media? Like when was the last time that you talked about, you know, a struggle you were facing or something that really bothered you or something that went well and you were, you were authentic and honest. Um, you know, it's probably been a while for a lot of us because I think a lot of us live in this space of like, I'm just going to put something clever, like a trendy Taylor Swift caption song lyrics or post Malone, or I'm going to Google like punny Instagram captions and that's what I'm going to post. And we try to start to blend in to like what everybody else is doing or, you know, the certain people that we follow that have massive followings are doing these types of things. But the reality is, is if you're taking social media seriously, is that this kind of leads to this like bland, plain, like just you're a number, you're like everybody else and that's what everyone else is doing. And so I really want to encourage you to don't believe the lie that you have to kind of copy and paste or emulate what everybody else is doing to get the results that you want on social media but to be real and to be authentic um, because I think we just spend too much time in analyzing like what's she posting? What are they posting? What's this brand posting? Like what are they doing that I'm not and how can I get more, you know, followers? But it's really thinking about yourself as a personal brand and by putting Taylor Swift lyrics or Post Malone <laughs> lyrics or punny stuff, like, yeah, it's cool every once in a while, but if that's all you're doing because you just want likes, like you're not building this authentic you or this personal brand that stands for something more than just, you know, a basic face on Instagram. And so I really want to encourage you today to share what's going on in your life. Um, because more than just this opportunity to build a Instagram empire or a social media empire, like the more that comfortableness, in my opinion, and the more vulnerable you can be on social media, it really is freeing. Because I think a lot of us spend a lot of time on social media and we value what's being said about us. And what we put out on social media actually affects us in real life. That's what I'm actually trying to say that I was struggling with so bad and couldn't think of what I wanted to say because that's just the world we live in. The, the teens and 20-year-olds of us you know, what we put out about ourselves actually in, impacts our, our true social sphere. And so I want you to be empowered. I want you to feel like you can say something, that you can be real, that things just aren't going your way. Because I think that there's a lot of power in that. And there's a lot of freedom in not feeling like I have to post the best angle of myself. I need to take 60 pictures on my iPhone and then I need to individually scroll and swipe left and right and figure out which do I look thinnest on, which one makes my arm look the best, which one gives me a thigh gap and, and this, that and the other. Because I know that that's something we all struggle with. And so I just want to encourage you to be real and raw and authentic. And I think you will be surprised at the reactions you'll get. I, actually, I, I know for a fact you will be. So I want to challenge you with that. So this one's kind of like a little tip trick that um, if you're just trying to get more followers, like this is something that I've been doing a lot lately and it's absolutely been working. And that's kind of leaving your two cents or a funny comment on larger accounts that you follow. Um, this is really funny because it sounds stupid, but it actually works. And so the key to this one 
is just that you really need to be like in the first one to five comments on the original post from this bigger account or person that you're posting on. And then it has to actually be relatable to either a, a, a funny reaction to what the video is, or it needs to be kind of on brand for that person. So like, for example, like the other day, I am a huge John Chris fan, absolutely a huge John Chris fan. And he posted this screenshot from Twitter of Kate Middleton. This was actually yesterday, Thursday, uh, that some like British newspaper had posted like Kate Middleton wears the same blue jacket for the fourth time. And then his caption was like, girl, same. So then I was the second person to comment on his post. And, you know, and I said, I, I wish the media would treat you the same way that they treat Kate or something exactly kind of like that. And I said, you know, as an example, uh, headline, I put it in, in the caption, like John Christ eats at Chick-fil-A for the 600th time and wears the same old Navy t-shirt. And like probably saying that loud now that I think about it, if you don't know who John Christ is, you're probably like, that's not funny. Like what the heck? But again, that kind of is speaking to my point of like, if you know John Christ, you know, he's a massive Chick-fil-A fan. He calls it God's chicken. He eats it every single day. And you know he wears like the same kind of like t-shirts every single day. And so that comment actually got like over 600 likes and it's the number one comment on his page. And because I have a business page on my personal page, like I can see analytics and it showed like a massive spike in people that were clicking over to my page yesterday. And I picked up a couple of followers. And while I can't exactly see where the followers are coming from, it probably was from that. And so that's just like a little tip trick for you to consider of... Who are other big influencers or meme pages or things that you follow that you feel like you know really well, like at the core of what they're about or what their followers like to see from them? And you can actually then kind of put your two cents out there. And it doesn't have to be trolly and funny. So I want to make that clear. Like it could be, you know, a faith based page or it could be a business page or it could be some other entrepreneur like Sarah Blakely's page that's making like serious posts and you could just put yourself out there. Um, I do this on Gary Vaynerchuk's page, like literally all the time, uh, whenever I notice that he posts something and it like, you know, it was within like a minute ago and there's only, you know, a handful of comments is like, I will put like my two cents of like how this post impacted me, what it made me think about, how do I relate to this? Or just even like further my two cents of like expanding his thought more. And it works really well. And it, you know, you get to interact with those people's communities. So that's a super like tactical strategic piece of advice for you if you're looking to grow your page um, or just get more awareness on what you're doing. So the probably second to last, if not the last thing I want to share in kind of summation of the article is this idea of like passive content consumption and like what's your strategy. So that's a big Scrabble board word or term for this idea that all of us are kind of scrolling on our phones on social media all the time. We're kind of passively consuming it in the sense that like probably don't have the audio on. We're doing something else. We're sitting at work. We're at the gym. Uh, we're in a car ride. You know, we're doing something passively. We're not like super solely engaged on our social media. And this is like a huge portion of content consumption these days. I don't know the statistic or the number off the top of my head, but I'm definitely going to Google it after I finish recording this because I'm curious and I don't actually know even I take that back there probably isn't a number because I don't know how they would know that unless people truly are listening and looking at us through our phones of like if we're doing something else but it's 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 a massive thing because you and I know that we both do it like literally all the time like every day like we are sitting in a room and people are being boring or 
you know, we would just rather be on social media than whatever we're doing in real life. And so how are you thinking about passive content? Like what, what is your version of passive content? Because I think that this is something that if you take social media strategy, you're trying to build a personal brand, you're trying to do something serious in that sense that you're really like leaving a lot on the table. So what's your strategy? So the most obvious and popular answer is producing a podcast, right? So it's it's doing exactly what you're doing right now. It's listening to me talk on a podcast. But I would say if you're not comfortable with signing up for this kind of big responsibility committing to producing the daily, weekly podcast content that you know you need to be doing to really have that active audience um, or, or to have that active kind of content out there that people continually are checking for you on podcasts, just go be a guest on someone else's podcast. Like reach out to people like me or other people that just started podcasts and be like, hey, here's my story. I would love to be on the podcast. I would love to talk about what's going on in my life or what I'm doing or what I'm trying to push. And there's a lot of different websites out there that you actually can sign up for that's kind of like raising your hand in the back of a room like I volunteer as tribute. Like I'm trying to be on a podcast and it will match you with different people. So you can just Google that. And I don't remember the website off the top of my head, but it's out there and there's several like that as well. Or you can even just email different producers of podcasts. If you go look on the podcast, there's usually an email. The second option to creating this kind of long form, passive consumption type content is doing it in written. So whether that's a blog or that's leveraging like lengthy captions on Instagram or Facebook where you can have lengthy captions, you can definitely entertain or educate people during the boring parts of their day or whatever they're trying to like passively consume. Uh, hopefully that is not true for people that are driving in the car. I really don't text and drive, don't you know read people's blogs and drive, but it's definitely a way for people to passively consume it that are like sitting in the doctor's office or sitting somewhere and they're wanting to really engage. I think the other benefit to this kind of like long form written content or even like the audio content or long form video content is that it kind of really deepens the relationship between yourself and the viewer or listener um, that have that affinity for your product or service that you're trying to sell or even if it's just like you're trying to get more friends or like get more followers or, or just educate people more about like what you're about. Because I think about this practically in the sense that like think about something that you love. For me, like think about like, for example, like think about a band. Like I right now, one of my favorite bands is the band Camino. If you don't know who they are, check them out. But you would not be very excited if like the band Camino was your favorite band and they only like release 10 second snippets of their songs. Or if you went to their, you know, social media, like they just did like, you know, a few sentences on their captions. Or if you Googled them, they were never in any magazine articles or there was never any online articles about them that you could read like, where are they from? Like, what's their favorite food? What other music do they listen to? Like, what inspires them? Like the more that you put yourself out there and the more detail that you put out there for people to read about your personal history, like where you're from, like what you're interested in, like, you know, in the band Camino example, like what instruments do you play? Like, where did you first learn to do that? The more you give them, the more they're going to feel connected to you. And I think that the same really goes for that uh, with your personal brand or, or with your product or service or business. And I think that this is a massive, 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 thing that like every single freaking fashion blogger I see out there is not doing. It's all about the outfits. It's all about these try-ons on your stories. Like you're not doing anything to really, uh, you know, 
build your personal brand or you as a woman or as a, as a man or as a person that, you know, has more value than just trying on clothes or you're attractive or you're fit or whatever. But this is something that could really be a huge X factor for a lot of people out there that are looking to get more out of social media or that need social media to provide them with the income to live and go about their day or they aspire to build something. The last point I want to make, and there's a couple that I didn't touch on that you can read in the article or you can DM me and we can discuss. So the last point I want to talk about is this idea of like taking away the fear of starting from zero on a new social media platform. And I think that this is especially true for people that, again, the whole idea of why I made this article was people that are solely only going on Instagram. And so how do I go from having 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers on Instagram to having the confidence of going on Snapchat, of going on TikTok, of starting a podcast, of starting a blog and starting at zero? And the answer is pretty simple. All you have to do is siphon the awareness from the platform that you're on, like Instagram, for example, where you're popular. And you just simply tell people like, hey, I've started a blog. I've started a podcast. Uh, you know, I've started doing funny stuff on TikTok. Follow me there. But here's the difference between people that do this well and where it flops. You can't just post the same content on the same platforms at the same times with the same captions. It doesn't provide any value to the people that you're trying to convince to go from Instagram to TikTok. And they're simply going to stay with you on Instagram because they're like, I already find her, follow her on Instagram. It's the same thing. So you have to be unique. You got to be different. You got to talk about different things. You got to do silly dances on TikTok. You got to reformat your videos. You got to change something up as you go on these different platforms. And I'll leave you with an example really quick. So my personal experience right now is basically non-existent because nobody I used to, uh, well, not used to, nobody that I follow right now is like posting anything on Twitter. Like Twitter, I remember Twitter was huge before Instagram came in college because we were all kind of posting how we post stories and and timeline posts on Instagram kind of like hey this is what I'm doing or these are my thoughts like that's what people were constantly posting on Twitter so I went on Twitter the other day because I actually still do check it every once in a while because there's a few like uh, influencers or news things I still follow the post and so uh, you could either look at this two ways the one obvious way if you're listening to this is probably well I don't need to be on there no one else is on there. No one's checking it. What a waste of my time. But the reality is nobody's on there. And when you do post, everybody's going to see it. Because, you know, when you're on Instagram, you're competing for your followers' attention span and eyeballs. Like, you are competing against Nike and all these different influencers just for, you know, your friend to see your post. But when you go on Twitter... No one's posting that right now. And so there's a really big opportunity on Twitter, in my opinion, if you are in your teens or, or you're a millennial, to be posting stuff out there and getting huge reach. Um, and it's just a really neat opportunity that I see different people that I follow um, trying to push people to get back on their Twitter. Um, I think the problem is that you have to really commit to it. It's not just something that's going to happen overnight. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to try to do this Twitter thing for a week, and if no one follows me or engages, then I'm done. 
you got to really stick with it and you got to remind people that you're there. You got to create awareness for your Twitter presence on Instagram or wherever you're working. And I think the same can be said with this about TikTok or Snapchat or anything else that you're trying to do that's different that you're not currently on because you have a real opportunity to get new business, build up some following. Again, if Instagram was deleted tomorrow, you know, now you can just say, well, I'm going on Twitter and this and that and the other and, and business is as usual because then everyone's going to surge to these other platforms if Instagram actually truly was deleted tomorrow. And so you're already going to have a big presence. They're going to find you to be familiar. They're like, oh, yeah, great. She's still here. This is great. And then you can pivot from there. So those were just a few of my thoughts on this Friday of this idea of how do we live in this social media world beyond just Instagram. And it starts with this idea of challenging yourself to answer the question of what would I do if Instagram was deleted tomorrow? And it can't be I would start from zero because for those of us that are depending on social media for our income to live, to feed our families, to to do, you know, things with our money that everybody else does that has a quote normal job is you cannot afford to start at zero. You can't afford to take a whole year just to try to get caught up to halfway of where you were. And I think that there's some real opportunities that we are all leaving on the table by by simply being lazy and saying, I just need to do things on Instagram. That's it. I don't need to do TikTok. I don't need to do Snapchat. I don't need to post LinkedIn. I don't need to post Medium and all these things because I think that it's, it's laziness and it's also realis- realistically this sense of of feeling overwhelmed. And so I don't want to overwhelm you today, but I just want to challenge you of let's take the baby steps. Let's think about one to two platforms that we're not on today that we know we need to be on to grow our brand that we think is relevant. For me, I think a great place to start today is TikTok because I know a lot of you probably aren't on there. You know, TikTok is still um, a very young demographic on there. It's still like people in their teens, but there are people in their 20s that are on there. And I think that, again, kind of like the Twitter example, what I just talked about is TikTok right now is really just a lot of these dances and shuffles that people are doing. But I think that there's a real opportunity to be different and to post some real authentic, raw content of this is what's going on in my life. Because the thing that you need to know is that we're all humans. And I don't know about you, but I can 100% say for me that when I was in my teens, you know, I was struggling with like identity or struggling with failure or struggling with kind of finding myself because that's something that every single person goes through in their teens. So as you as an 18-year-old or you as a 21-year-old or a 30-year-old or however old you are, you can go on there and you can really create, um, whether it's in the captions or even what you're saying in in the video content, you have a real opportunity to be the bigger person to the younger generation on TikTok and you can really grow your brand really quickly by standing out but you have to be willing and committed to going against the grain and and not doing the obvious thing and sticking with it and putting out quality content so that was just something i want to encourage you with today i'm going to be doing a lot more of these kind of more serious uh social media kind of business type podcasts as well as kind of um what i do with the inadequate episode where i talk about my own kind of a serious slash faith-based uh personal journey for you but we will still continue to keep doing the interviews and all that, you know, 70% of the time. But I just wanted to reach this out to you uh, today, reach out to you today and, and talk a little bit about this because I know 
It's something that's on top of mind for all of us. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Please reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know what you thought about this episode. You do like it. You don't like it. I wish you would have talked about more of this or that. Again, feel free to check out this article. It's on my LinkedIn, Eric Michael Savage, or it's on my Medium as well. Um, And I hope you have a great Friday and a weekend.